Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Build One South Africa has set the presidency an ultimatum, and that's to make a public the president's affidavit on the Vladimir Putin arrest warrant, uh, the uh, or face further legal steps. So we wanted to chat about this, and of course it's a, a subject that is very close to our hearts because it makes no sense. It is an absolute absurdity the way the the way South Africans are being played, told that we are neutral but we are not, and then all of a sudden this whole thing has gone. Underground. We wanted to chat this morning uh, to uh, Musi Mamani, who is the founder and leader of Build One SA. A very good morning. How are you? Thanks for joining us. Good morning, and good morning to fellow South Africans. Can you hear me? We can, loud and clear. So, look, I, I think it's it's so important for us to hold government to account. The challenge, of course, is there are so many areas that where there is this type of failure or where the, where South Africans are not being told the truth. Why did you choose to follow this particular one as a point of importance? Because you can't possibly uh, follow them all. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's it's part of our quest to say what is South Africa's uh, process of modernization. You know, like everything in this country is is aging, including the politicians, sadly. But what we need to do is, when we think about even our relations with Russia, these are Soviet Union relations. Mm. They do not help mm. South Africa's future foreign policy. Secondly, when you look deeply at this, what's what's going on here? is that it's been clouded in secrecy. The president files a responding affidavit and he wants it sealed for secrecy. We had all thought that under President Zuma, secrecy would be what was common cause. Mm, Things happening in the middle of the night. Uh, We saw a lot of that. Mm, mm. And and, And now what we're saying to the presidency is that if you have a policy that defends Russia, like we saw with an investigation with Lady R. Mm. Don't keep it a secret. Make it a public document so that citizens can be comfortable enough to know, well, if they vote for this particular government, this is why they're doing it so. So it's cloak and dagger type approach. And I feel that uh, we can't accept it. And then ultimately, South Africa is part of the Rome statutes. You, you cannot use the, the secrecy when an order of arrest has been given. So so we really think it would be profoundly damaging for President Putin to arrive in South Africa and not to be arrested by South Africa. Some are already calling us a banana republic. Mm. That would just simply affirm it. The, is there a reason, what, what reason have they given to validate or to justify the secrecy? Because it doesn't seem like one that that should be veiled. South Africans have a right to know if a if this guy is arriving here, why they are not going to arrest him and on what basis they choose to do so. They've stretched, uh, I think it's Article 92, which allows when an, a warrant of arrest has been issued mm-hmm. in an international uh, arrest that you obviously don't want to pre-warn somebody that they're going to arrest you. So you use secrecy in that clause. But in this instance, it's the, opposite one way publicly, yeah. it's the other way around. Mm. And I must be honest, in this particular instance, you know, uh, like many South Africans, we all had uh, a sense of I was in parliament when President Ramaphosa was elected. I really thought 
we were really bringing a transformative era in this country. But clearly, it's not the case. And clearly, we've sunk even lower to points where it looks neat and packaged and lawful. But Mr. Ramaphosa is acting in the most uh, disingenuous ways, if I could use that word. And, and therefore, ultimately, we cannot sit back and allow it to happen because this will have not only foreign policy implications, it is already having economic implications sure. in that we've seen a deteriorating currency, face the prospect of of uh, losing uh, our, our bilaterals mm. with mm. Agoa. And so, and so this is consequential for the livelihoods of citizens. When, 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 when people are waking up every morning and the cost of food is up, their ability to be able to transact internationally, these are these types of decisions that have a ripple effect. And I, I feel we cannot sit back and accept it. Yeah. It's so, it's so interesting because there's little doubt in my mind that the way that the ANC has played the Russian situation has done them immeasurable damage. It's done them damage outside of the borders of the country. It's done them tremendous damage within. And, and I find it quite fascinating that with everything that they've done in terms of corruption, infrastructure, the, the, the whole, the, the economic policies, in some strange way, it's this Russian thing that might be the nail in their coffin. Uh, and I'm not really sure why. Do you do you have any thoughts on that? Do you you know in terms of why this why are South Africans so unimpressed with them over this almost more than some of the other things? I think because you know we as South Africans have always held back a sense of pride that says we're a democratic republic. We're led by Democrats. Mm. And we hope that those Democrats will uphold democratic rules. Now, for the first time ever, we are starting to realize more than anything that actually we're starting to see similar themes to what happens in the rest of the continent. And that begins to give us profound sleepless nights. Mm. Because as with Russia, so are we with ZANU-PF, which is just in Zimbabwe, which shows that now we're starting to align with dictatorships. As with Russia, we're starting to show that countries and many countries that we are now put in the same league are grey listed. So when previously we used to consider ourselves in the League of Nations that were, if you like, in the Premier League, mm. now we've been relegated to nations such as Syria. Iran. Others would reflect mm. on us and make us look like we're worse than Colombia 10 years ago. And Colombia have surpassed and now are starting to be considered quite a serious state. So, so I think that is, that, you know, it's a bit like you can have government failure domestically, but when the international community collectively oh, looks at you so and starts to go, hold on, you are now no different to anyone else. And, and whether I accept it or not, I know it, it may seem progressive to be anti-West, right. as I've seen with some yes, people yes. who say, no, 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 no. To be anti-West is to be progressive. It's the de-dollarization. It's the future. It's multipolar mm, universe. Mm. I'm afraid numbers don't lie. Trends and cents matter. Right. And therefore, when you start to put people's economic lives at jeopardy, you are going to see capital outflights in this country like you've never seen before. And ultimately, that would mean a, a, a failing of the state. Because when you run out of money, you run out of an ability to govern. 
Absolutely right. We do need to leave it there. Just one message I wanted to read you from Carol. Um, uh, Mr. Mamani, your voice is a light in the darkest, in the darkness. Please carry on carrying on. So just keep doing what you are doing and holding them to account. And certainly we will keep following this story. That was Musi Mamani. And uh, he is, of course, founder and leader of Build One SA.